Welcome to a Superfan Roundtable on the week's events in the world of Kirk Menahan. This is the Menafan Show. I kind of wanted to start things a little bit sooner. The, the old broadcaster in me wants to set the table, and I just don't think it's natural. And what I found, John, was that when we just... I found that there's a lot that we have recorded that we don't have out there that's like the best show that's not out there. So I felt it was just kind of good just to sit here and kind of bullshit for a little bit up front. And I was going to tell you a story from last week just to get your thoughts on this because I'm a lunatic. So it's Curtis. It's uh, John from Pennsylvania, Mark Cannon's Balls. The idea here was to just do two of us, kind of feel comfortable, and then a whole bunch of news went on but but that's okay how you doing john doing good how are you doing um i'm good it's about uh it got up to three degrees here in connecticut <laughs> it's not much better here in uh, in philly i think we were at 10 degrees this morning and it's funny i had to put air my tires down to 28 psi's mm. you know in the context of of the patriots going to the super bowl i think that's a little, <laughs> a little ironic right um exactly. it's a shame that blind mike couldn't join us i, I guess I heard. I'm not sure if you heard that that uh, blind people and and snowblowers don't mix very well. But you know, T's and P's go out to blind Mike. Hopefully, he'll be able to join us on the on the next show. Yeah. No. Definitely. Um, so I'm gonna tell you a little story. So I'm I'm very neurotic, and I got up on Wednesday morning, and I look at the Twitter feed and I see one person saying, uh, "Not a good start, guys," and immediately I think we've blown it totally blown it this sucks i've embarrassed myself we've embarrassed ourselves well my thought was everybody was good but me that's how i always look at it we've blown it and there was all this promise and this sucks show's gonna suck and then i got the email later on that said you're ranked 150th in your category yes and then i was looking at itunes and saw hey you got up to about 66 67 Mm mm-hmm and then I got even more upset because now it's, there's no way to replicate this. That's this it. Is, is, this is how high you're going to get. You might as well not even do this. So this is our last episode. Oh, I hope not. <laughs> I cannot enjoy anything. Everything is awful. If it's good, it's awful. If it's bad, it's awful. So you got a little Callahan in you because Callahan is only happy when he's miserable. So sounds like you got a little bit of that in you too. Yeah, I can empathize with that big time. <laughs> That's great. Well, hey, uh, congrats to you though on 67th. Uh, I mean, I would congratulations to myself as well. Obviously, couldn't have done it without my help. That was a team help. effort. Uh, but uh, and, and Blind Mike and Steve, obviously, uh, you know, hopefully we can get it above 67th. But the fact of the matter is, I mean, we beat fucking get up. We beat yep. uh, we we beat around the horns podcast. We uh, we, we beat uh, Toucher and Rich. Right. Uh, in, in terms of we and we beat a couple bar barstool podcasts as well. So pretty fucking good start uh, in horse racing. They call it a good start. Um, let's see if we can we can continue that momentum in, in this podcast. Yeah, I couldn't even focus when I saw that. I'm like, I cannot believe what I'm seeing. And I looked at some of the stats because I get a whole bunch of stats on the downloads. And I just kept seeing that number go up, 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 up. It was about like four times more than what I would have been happy with. And that's where I really, really, I started to freak out. I'm like, okay, it's only going to go down from here. Mm -hmm. It's such a negative thought, but that was the best it's going to get like it. 
response has been good response has been good so far um now we've just got to keep the content and we got to get fresh blood we've got to get new people on the show and dummies the best way to do that is to call we only have one fucking voicemail that's so disappointing i'm disappointed in the minifans we need more voicemails yeah you can call 857-256-0352 so i've got a lot of dms you might have had similar stuff of people who want to come on the show Yes, And part of me is the nice guy where I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Um, But I started to realize if we kind of just throw all these people on that we don't know, we could destroy the show because we could get some people on who absolutely have no business being here. And that frightens the hell out of me. Mm. So I I will say the people there are, our whack pack, our listeners, I'd say the people who don't have to audition, you have an open invite, uh, Kevin from Bristol, Steve, obviously, Forever Callahan, Sporty R. McKenzie, uh, Mike McNansky. Um, there's a couple others, I think, who are like pray, whack packers. Who pray for Dale, I would on. say, too. Pray for Dale. Um, 617 doesn't want to come on, but if he changes his mind, he can come on. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, uh, the Boston Sports Watch. You know, kind of the big guns where we know what the content looks like. I'd say everybody else, if you want to get on here, leave a voicemail do a little three-minute audition of, of what you would bring in there and if you're good you're on maybe we'll even play that and we can do a little voting of who do we want on next i know kevin wants in uh kevin's busy this week but kevin's going to be on the program if we can fit him in kevin's going to be on the program mike's going to be back on so we've got some people who can really bring it that's right you know guys if you want to be on the 67th ranked podcast on itunes um then you need to bring your a game right so leave a voicemail don't be boring uh and we'll have you on it's as simple as that uh but we're not fucking around here i mean this is an amateur hour uh it's not like we're two pathetic losers that are sitting in our basements doing a podcast about a guy who hasn't been on the air in six months (laughs) you know this is this is the real deal so yeah i want to be clear i'm a loser so so let's okay with that so so bring your a game uh, and, and again, we need to beat uh, Bomani Jones as our next target. I mean, obviously, we fucking crushed the hashtag dork podcast. And I'll have a couple uh, words uh, about them later on in the show since I got into I'm not sure if you saw uh, uh, I got into a little Twitter spat with one of the co-hosts of the uh, of the dork podcast. So we'll talk about that a little bit later. Yeah, my buddy Chris in Wakefield, who is sending me a lot of content, also got in it with them. He is just like mercilessly going after them. <laughs> and, and I have to be really clear. One of the goals that I had here was be better than the Dork Podcast, be Mm. better than the WEEI Wrestling Podcast. Mm. I am hopeful we have better numbers than them. Mm. I agree. I agree. I I think that we we already came... Well, the WEEI Podcast, I don't even think are ranked that high uh, because it's so intermittent and it's all under the same podcast you know name because it's all under the wei podcast enough yep. about me real real knc those all had their own you know uh, their own unique podcast but then everything else even m&m investments i'm surprised that that's just lumped underneath the wei podcast label i thought that's kind of interesting hard you just take your rss feed and put it on there it, it really if i can do it anybody can do it this that's is right hard that's right and you know uh so but we're going to beat those guys. Um, what one thing I wanted to, to to hit off right off the bat was did you saw Kirk Kirk's tweet this morning right about uh about going to Atlanta? What, that he might yeah, possibly be on Radio Row. What were your thoughts on that, man? That's that's pretty crazy. I was pissed at first because I had a rundown and I put a lot of work into this, and now I had to blow it up. Uh, the second thing is, 
I want him on that Retrex plane with the WEI crew, with Joey on there, and I want him to live stream it on <laughs> oh Facebook. My, oh my gosh, that would be that would be fucking fantastic. I, you know, he could be flying coach with Glenn Ordway though, for all we know. <laughs> um, but I hope that he goes to Atlanta because I think I tweeted this out. But but the thought of Kirk Menahan setting up his studio opposite of Dale and Keith. Is is literally arousing, right? The the, the one eyed oh, yeah. milk the one eyed milkman rises again with that thought. Um, just imagine rich rich teeth. Uh, ho- hold on, hold on. Just imagine. Ha 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 Star Wars dental insurance. And then Kirk sits down right across from him and just gives him that old death stare. It just would be fucking fantastic. I need. I, it needs to happen. Yeah, it needs to happen. I, I don't know what that would look like if it's just like special reports or no, I'm going to be on Radio Row. I'm going to have a microphone here and I'm just going to cause trouble because last year was awesome. The stuff he did with Mutt, the stuff he did with Jerry, uh, running into Alex Guerrero, eating eating cookie dough. That was like the best entertainment. And this is the thing that WEEI loses. Kirk wasn't one of these guys who just did mornings. He showed up everywhere he showed up at night he did this on multiple occasions and he did it throughout super bowl week Mm. you lose that type of comment content and you would be able to on radio.com just have open up the microphone and just throw it on there at any time of the day there's no broadcast restrictions this could be total gold as with all things right content is king and if kirk was out there he can he he has the ability and the wherewithal and the people skills just to go out and just just create chaos because that's what he's good at and he can go out interview people be crazy be funny be wacky track down Alex Guerrero track down Tom Brady right he can finally have it out with with Tom Brady after Tom Brady hung up on him last time just something um, just to get him out there I think it would also be a good opportunity for him to go on all these radio shows basically yes. punk he could punk them by showing his chops and maybe getting into some arguments and you know basically you know dicking those people around uh, and, and and saying hey well listen to my show I got a show starting uh, so, show starting soon in March I think that would be a great opportunity for him just from a promotional perspective to go out out there and start i didn't even think of that i didn't even think broad enough that he goes down there and he's on radio row as the guest going from show to show to show i will tell you my dream scenario is he goes on francesa oh my god mike and the maniac did you see that that moron just taught that he thought that the todd Gurley uh picture of him trading jerseys with the ref was real Please tell me you saw that. <laughs> no, Francesa, I didn't. Funhouse tweeted it out. Francesa goes on and on, and he's saying, "I can't believe that. I can't believe these trading jerseys with the ref." Or he's like saying how that's unprofessional and the refs. Can- <laughs> I couldn't fucking believe it. I mean, this guy he needs to learn how to use Twitter, man, because that was that was bad. It was bad. He really thought it was real. I would say that Francesa is senile. But he's been doing this for 20 years, this type of stuff, just not on Twitter. That's right. But now he, everyone can call him on his uh, – oh, sorry. My, uh, my, my uh, speaker just died. Everyone can call him out on his bullshit now because you know, mm. he's one of those guys who's like Eddie Edelman where he can you – know, nobody would fact check him on stuff. But now we can quickly Google anything and we can just call him on his bullshit. Um, well, at least Eddie will respond back to you. It, it's like you tweet at Francesa and it just goes in the ether. I think when Eddie responds back on on Twitter, it's because like the phone's rolling around against his ass cheek or something <laughs> like that. I'm not sure if he's actually like cogently responding to people on Twitter with, with Eddie at this point in his, in his life. I'm not sure. 
Yeah, I, I um, now he responded back to me on something. I don't remember what it was. It's probably something to do with roast beef, and I don't think he got the joke. Mm. Not seeking access. <laughs> Just wants no, advice. Something like that. Yeah. Um, mm. So Kirk also talked about on his podcast. So the podcast he had this week, uh, I mean, he talked for maybe five minutes before he talked to Howie. Are you uh, are you a Howie guy? I, I do. I, I I like him. I don't agree with everything uh, on him with him politically, but I enjoy uh, listening to li- listening to the guy. I enjoyed his book. I I think that uh, that Kirk's first pod he did with him um, discussing Kennedy Babylon was was fantastic, and the second one uh, was just as good. I thought that there was a lot, though. I did see some backlash. Because Kirk, uh, when he retweeted me, and I think he retweeted you as well, I got mm-hmm. all I got all sorts of the hate comments too. Because people go on Kirk's Kirk's Twitter and they see that they, they see my tweet there with the with the with the podcast. So some people thought that it was a softball interview. I thought it was good to hear the the chemistry between those guys and to hear them go at it. I thought it was a really good interview. Yeah, Howie's a different guy. I've been listening to him on and off for like twenty years. Mm. He's he's a poli- he's a pol- politics guy, but first and foremost, he's an entertainment guy. Um, I mean, back in the day, he used to have the guys on from Caddyshack, so he's just he's just a different animal. But I think what Kirk does in his interviews is just have a conversation. So it's not necessarily softball or hardball. It's it's just a conversation. But he just went scorched earth on Weei in that first five minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he talked about blocking everybody um oh I'm, I'm going ahead on a topic he talked about looking for a location of his podcast and i thought hmm you got a place in brighton they own the place why would you want to go somewhere else and it felt like he was saying i'm going to use howie's studio yes why do you think what is this signal so so here's here's what i'll say uh, you remember kirk's farewell show uh, after the announcement of him going to radio.com. Yeah, that like the two hours he did with Jerry. Yeah. So so apparently after the show, and I'm not sure if this got out on Twitter, but apparently after the show, Kirk and, and, and the rat king fuck himself, uh, Joey Zambrano, uh, <laughs> got into what was described to me as like a screaming match. And it got pretty heated, apparently. From what I was told, Kirk was in the office after the show, just bullshit and shooting the shit with people. Joey walks in. And Kirk tells him, uh, and this was the quote, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yes, hell yes. Because he thinks he's incompetent. He thinks there's no leadership. What do you say? That the vision in that place is about three feet deep or something like that? Um, and then Joey responds by telling Kirk, and, and listen, to, listen to the wit. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, listen to the wit of, of Joey Zambrano. He, he, Joey responds by saying, no, you get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Right? He's like, oh, you're an idiot. No, you're an idiot. Right? Great, great comeback there, Joe. Um, so it could be something something like that where it's just the toxicity of the environment where he doesn't want to be around it. And, and you know, maybe segueing him to the next thing we're going to talk about. But he, he wants that kind of fresh break and to feel like he's doing his own thing. Uh, or he just doesn't want to be around people that he views as complete incompetent boobs. I, I, it could be any one of the two. I think it's that. But what what is special... Maybe you don't know this, but what's special about Howie's studio? I don't know that. What's special about it? Well, Howie broadcasts his show on Facebook Live in very good quality, and he does two hours of his show on Newsmax Newsmax TV. So what's special about Howie's uh, studio is it's equipped with TV cameras. Get out. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. I know Kirk has talked about 
not wanting to have done Nessun or done Comcast because mm-hmm. eh, it doesn't it doesn't translate over to ratings. But what if you are putting this on a separate video stream, maybe even as a pay service? Mm. Don't know, but that you have something that you can put on TV and over the internet. That'd be great. Simulcast sort of deal. I think that would work perfectly, especially if you get somebody like a Lucy Burge or, 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 or you know, like they talked about a female co-host and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that, that and putting that, uh, putting, you know, putting Kirk and, and the female co-host on, on the air on TV, that might be another way. We talked about that last week with the Steve, with Steve was talking about his, uh, his guest. Who did he say that, that, that chick was that he wanted on there? I can't quite remember. He wanted some 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 smoke show. He wanted Kirk to try out on the pot uh, on the podcast. Um, I don't think I can remember everything Steve said. <laughs> he was saying so many crazy things. Oh, the bathhouses! I literally could not keep up. Yeah, and, and uh, we are going to have to have Steve on to go over more of his crazy stories. He gave me a preview in a, in a couple DMs of, of some of the other stories he has, and let me just tell you, it's not going to disappoint when we have him back on. Um, so, d- did you catch this on the? Uh, on the Howie Carr uh, podcast, when when Howie said something to the extent of, "Well, as long as the check clears," mm-hmm. so yeah, I thought like that's the clear indication that he is he's gonna be he's gonna be broadcasting from Howie's studio, which is nice too because isn't Howie own his own business? It's he he owns yes. everything, so no basically no direct oversight from anybody uh, affiliated with Entercom, which I'm sure Kirk likes that idea. Yeah, they were they were bashing Entercom pretty good. Howie has a really checkered past with Entercom. Yep. They screwed him quite a bit over the years. Yeah, lawsuit. So, so he's got a like a really interesting setup there that he just owns the show and then he has his studio and he sells it out to stations. He's doing all the affiliate management stuff himself. Mm-hmm. So you've got a studio that's not being used, you know, the other 19 hours of the day and it has tv cameras if you ever go to facebook live he's got a really really good setup even like on facebook live the video looks great it looks really well produced uh i'll have to check that out because i uh that would be really cool if kirk did something like that just something to set himself apart and something to make it seem like it's a fresh show that's i think that's what people want to see yes people want to see a a clean break away from mutt and callahan and they want to see that he's doing his own thing uh that's kind of removed from those guys in the old way that weei did things um what did, what did we want to do next do we want to do voicemails here or do we want to go to the to the next topic what do you think let's do the voicemails okay i think that's a good idea the uh, the good old john dennis uh memorial <laughs> voicemail line yes come on so I guys think, uh, I, I think the um I think the voicemail is good. The voicemail intro is going to end up being longer than the voicemail, but it's good. So we'll play this, and then we'll play the voicemail. All right. You have humiliated me for the last time with this phone. And when I come out there next week, I'm going to fly out there for the day just to straighten you out. I don't like it. I don't believe you anymore. I don't trust you. I don't love you. I don't want you. I don't know who the fuck you are, or what it is you do. Number two, you're a fucking drunk. What I what I absolutely love are people who are loaded out of their minds, who call other people drunks when mm. it's so obvious. Oh, he's slurring well and good there. He's he's uh, he's feeling it. He's he's had one or two at that point. <laughs> one or, one or two or ten. Yeah, right. I'm going to make sure that John Dennis is a part of every show 
much as I can. I'm we have fascinated to. by him. We Everything about his life, I'm fascinated by. Well, you know, he's available for fill-in work, um, so he could <laughs> uh, he could probably come on the pod at some point. We'll have to reach out to John for you know, give me a follow for a word of advice. Not seeking access. Oh my god, I'm doing that after this. I know, you have do to. It, do it too. But we talk over each other a lot. Oh, you and Dad, that's right, and we can't do that, right? And, and no, we can't say no, um or I, like. My goal would be get, get him off the show in five minutes, which is which is really the Albert the Albert uh, strategy too. Well, we, we got to get Albert on. I heard he called his, la- like his last call into Mutt and Callahan today because he said if, if uh, the Patriots won, he would never call Mutt and Callahan again. And, and then he proceeded to call in uh, this morning. <laughs> of course, of course. Um, well, he, he's welcome here. I don't know. I don't know how, you know, it's, I'm, I'm not going to kiss his ass. Yeah. But he's welcome here, and I think it would be a hell of very entertaining. I don't think he reads. All right, so here's the one voicemail we have. I think this is a good one. Hey, guys, what's going on? Totally enjoy the show. Wondering why we're not talking about Joe Tarbano that much. To get rid of him, what are we doing? What are we doing to many fan show audience? He, to me, is the reason why everything's gone split up between Kirk and Jerry and Curtis and Ken. He really ruined it, not just KNC, but the night show. How come this guy is employed? Let's talk about it. Come on, Mark Cannon Falls. Come on, Blind Mike. Tell us what we need to know. Drunk Eric Curtis. Let's do it. All right, let's start with Blind Mike. Mike, what do you have to say about that? not here that's very fascinating stuff just a couple couple seconds of silence yeah uh, <laughs> uh you want to go we, first really in this show we should talk about joey zambrano that's I right think we should we should change topics and actually give him a little love this is all we talked about today i was gonna say i feel like we've already addressed this topic i mean zambrano is uh, i don't i wouldn't say that he is the the source i mean obviously there are darker forces at work but he is i guess what you would call a useful idiot where he's an ass kisser, he'll do exactly what management says, what what Mark, uh, what Mark Cannon, the real Mark Cannon says, um, and uh, and and Mark Cannon really is just an, an order taker or a pencil pusher as well. I mean, he really gets, uh, he really has no power at the end of the day. At the end of the day, it's Philadelphia uh, that calls the shots. I mean, I know that. That's just the, just the way it works. Um, so I think that he's a useful idiot. I don't think that he and Kirk get along that much anymore, um, especially based on uh, obviously what we talked about with the shouting match and with uh, you know the comments that Kirk has made about his view of management. Um, but I just I don't know if he's the mastermind behind this. I don't think that he's a. I I, I dislike the fact that he was a dick to Blind Mike. I think that's fucked up behavior. And, uh, and again, you guys, if you haven't listened to Blind Mike's first uh, first episode of his podcast, he talked all about Zambrano and how Zambrano basically fucked him over and got him, you know, essentially fired from his podcast, uh, his old podcast. Um, but I think there's there's a lot more to the story, and I think that we already gave Joey a lot of uh, a lot of grief so far. Uh, Especially, I, I love that uh, that he was pissed that Steve tweeted out his phone number. I think that is <laughs> that's just so petty, man. It's just so petty. Good for I mean, good good for Steve that he that he was able to that he that he called him out on that because I, that's thin skinned as hell. Why Mike has a set of balls? He, he can't see very well. He's got terrible eyes, but he's got an amazing set of balls. <laughs> that takedown 
of Joey in his podcast was unbelievable. Go listen to Trash Talk after you're done with this and listen to his first show. Not the WEEI one. He's got a brand new feed. And he just methodically starts the story. He, he builds you in. He pulls you in. And then right at the end, he just rips Joey apart limb from limb. And this is the example of, I mean, think about the workplace you're in, of the incompetent boss who doesn't know how incompetent he is and passes you over for petty reasons. Yep. This yep. is the guy who made the penis cake. He, he ran Mutton Maloney. He booked Pierre Maguire and a whole bunch of bad Bruins guests. He has no business. He's an overseer. He's not a thoughtful mind. That's right. That's right. And, you know, from, from what I understand, you got to stand far away from him because his breath sounds like the uh, the taint of whoever's above him in management. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know, man. I think that you listen to listen to Mike's pod, but, yeah, again, useful idiot, in my opinion, is what I'll say about Zambrano. Yeah, he's just an overseer. He's not a Jason Wolf type, and he's not even... Uh, the last guy, Kevin Graham. I think Joey is fine in that position when the station is strong and you've got strong personalities. But now, I mean, if you listen to Kirk, everything is falling through the floor. He's not that guy to right the ship. Uh, I would be concerned if I was him. Oh my gosh, the identity crisis that he talked about? Um, mm-hmm. Unbelievable. I mean, what what is what is this station right now? Did you put a boxing podcast on? Did, did you, you listen, listen to, to that thing? No, yes. you did. Tell, Give me your yes. thoughts. What? Give me the brief rundown. What did you think of it? It was terrible. So it was clearly Showtime bought ads from Entercom and said, throw this thing on there to promote the boxing fight. Mm-hmm. It, it didn't fit their sound. It didn't fit what their style is. Sure. It was just... It was just like sucking the ass of Pacquiao. It was it they did they do a better job sounding legitimate in professional wrestling. This just was an ass sucking and it was one of the worst things I've ever listened to. Oh my gosh. Um, so I did the public service of actually listening to the hashtag dork podcast uh, after I got into a little Twitter spat with the co-host Ryan uh, Davey, I think was his name. And, and he told me, he, he said, he said, he said, Kirk will, uh, will never love me is what he told me. So it's okay. I've actually never met the guy, uh, but it's good to know that Kirk will never love me. Um, but, but I mean, listen, Ryan, um, when you take a break uh, from from watching your tentacle porn, uh, you just think about the fact that at least Kirk has listened to this podcast, uh, and that's something that you can't say for most people uh, who about your podcast. Most people have never mm-hmm. listened to your podcast, um, so so just think about that next time you want to come at somebody. Um, but you know, I can see why Kirk would want to separate himself from that environment when what the, the, the quality that they're putting out is the they were breaking down fucking Spider Man trailer. The Spider-Man Homecoming trailer and and and, and Keith Keith is is geeking out like he's like jizzing his pants over 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 Spider-Man and the suit and and Infinity War and all this. And I'm like, what are you taught? What are you four years old? Unbelievable. Jerry missing something here. It, the Marvel stuff feels really tired to me. I guess I haven't watched Spider-Man since Tobey Maguire. Maybe it's not my demo, mm. but this just seems tired. That's reached critical mass at this point. It's just, it's become, you know, I see one or two uh, and I'll watch them, you know, just because they're fun. But the the, the obsession with it uh, and the whole the whole dork or nerd culture about it, to me, it's just, it, it's, it's the same thing as the jock sniffers that we encounter and we despise on the radio. It's a bunch of sycophants that just, that never ever can have a critical 
eye about anything. Everything is the best thing that they've ever seen. And it's always the last thing that they saw is the best thing that they saw. You know what I mean? There are people like that with sports. The last thing I saw is the best thing I saw. And these are the way that these people are with any sort of media that they like. The last thing is always the best thing. It's like, put on your critical thinking hat, right? Take the pacifier out of your mouth and have an original thought, you goddamn idiot. I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah, and before they turn around and say, well, you're, you're sniffing Kirk's ass, which, yeah, yeah, I am. The, the whole purpose of this show is, let's look at these podcasts. There are a million movie podcasts. There are a million wrestling podcasts. Nobody's talking about some of these things with Kirk and stuff going on in the media that are big stories. And this is the reason that people like to listen to this, because you're not going to hear anything out there unless you come here. And obviously there's a market for it because we went from zero to 67 in the, in the fucking yeah. country uh, for, for sports uh, and recreation podcasts. So obviously there's a market for it. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So Kirk blocked the show. Mm-hmm. He said he needed to separate himself from all of those people. Uh, we kind of talked about he was viciously critical about management, about not having vision, and that the show, that the station's going down fast. This seems to have validated a lot of what Blind Mike was was saying. Is this sour grapes or is this more? Um, I think I I I think that it, it probably ties into a lot of what Kirk talked about with with his mental health issues. I would say that he needs just in order for him to feel uh, like he is doing something new and worthwhile that he needs to completely separate himself. I, I thought it was sad when he talked about when he talks on the phone with Jerry all that all it turns into a bitch fest right and and that's not good because inherently we all like to bitch right but there's mm-hmm. there's something about com- commiserating with somebody when when you're doing a job right when i was in fucking in in high school my first job was at fucking at mcdonald's right and it sucked but mm. you you and your buddies did it together and you were commiserating you talked about yeah this sucks we both know it sucks and that helps us get through the day but you know when when I have a buddy now who tells me how how much his job sucks, I'm like, quit your bitching, like stop whining about it because I'm not, I can't relate. So I feel like now that Kirk is away from the show, he doesn't want to hear about, you know, he doesn't want to just sit and, and and bitch about the show anymore. He wants to move forward. He doesn't, he no longer relates to that emotion. And I think that probably also plays a role in him cutting himself off completely from the show. And I think also he's doing it to fuck with them too. Let's let's be real. <laughs> Yes, I would say the collapse is a lot bigger than we thought it was going to be. And I think part of this as well is it's not an option to go back. If he goes back now, it's not the same. And it would be on Kirk to save the station. And I don't think he can at this point. I think it's going to have to get worse there before it gets better to make some big changes. I don't know. I don't know how you take it out of the tailspin. It seems like they've they've gone past the tipping point. It would take a Tom Brady fourth quarter colossal effort to turn to right that ship. Uh, and, and and if anyone, Kirk would be the man to do it. But they've already shown that they, they they no longer require his services. So at that point, I think Kirk's saying, "Fuck it, right? I'm out. Drop the mic." Yeah, it's a good call. I don't want to see as much as I do want to see him back. It's never going to be the same. He's never going to be allowed to be himself. I think the radio.com thing is brilliant and I just like the fact that he's going to be unfiltered and we're going to get to know new people just mm. because we've left some of the old people behind. We're going to get to know some new people and have some new stars. I can't wait till March. I agree. I agree. 
Did you want to do some Twitter questions? I got a whole bunch here. Absolutely. I am into some Twitter questions. I'm glad that we got these out because I think there's some some real interesting ones. For whatever the reason, people are more comfortable giving their giving their tweets uh, or than they are uh, calling the voicemail line. But you know, I get it. I can't believe we're reading the text line over the uh, or the tweet line over the voicemails, right? <laughs> yes. Sound like Dale Arnold right now. But let's let's go into the tweets. All right, so let's let's. Uh, Steve from Providence wanted to get involved here. Are you looking for a career in radio, or is this a hobby? Have you checked on the MNC ratings, and what are your predictions if the ratings continue to fall? Is there any chance they ask John Dennis or Meter <laughs> to return to the morning drive? Oh man, you want to take that one first? Yeah, I have no interest in a career in radio. Uh, a little inside baseball. Uh, about twenty years ago. I thought I was going to be the next Howard Stern. I went to school for this, um, and I ended up being a traffic reporter for six years, doing some weekend work. Radio is is a nightmare. It's full of narcissists and C-plus students. I want no business in that. This is just a hobby. This is, this is something to do outside of raising three kids and, and doing my job. This is just kind of fun, and I kind of like hanging around with John. Yeah, I, uh, same here. I don't think I would want to do something real in, in radio. This is because uh, I actually went – I used to be actually a teacher, a little inside baseball too there. Uh, I no longer am a teacher now because I don't want – I'm sure young minds do not want me uh, poisoning them uh, with my opinions. Um, but uh, no, I don't I don't know, man, if I want to do that. It just seems like a lot of drama and, and the hours seem bad. Unless you're on a good show, it's going to be it, – it's, it's probably really tough to be able to – got to remember not everybody everybody thinks they can do what howard does or, or or what kirk does but you know you come across sounding like an idiot half the time or you're hamstrung by by management decisions so i wouldn't want to do that um obviously if they said hey you want to come and do a show here's here's you know five hundred thousand dollars a year to do that yeah fuck yeah who wouldn't but you know that's not the way it works. You got to work your way up, and and you got to fight for weekend jobs and holiday jobs, and you're working fucking Christmas Eve, and you're working, uh, you, you know, you're working the day before Thanksgiving and, and New Year's Day, and it's just it's that, that I, I don't want to deal with that. As far as the ratings, um, a little birdie did tell me that uh, that they were not very good. The holiday book, um, worse from what I understand than the uh, December numbers, and the December numbers I think were like a, something like a forty percent drop off, um, and apparently these were equally abysmal. So a little breaking news for you guys, but um, the holiday ratings uh, were not great from my understanding. I don't even think that that's going to be the worst of it because that's still. A lot of is Kirk coming back? Is he not? There's still a lot of. He was still showing up from time to time. It's the spring book that is really going to tell us what's going on. Oh yeah, and and they've completely stopped. If you listen to MNC, which I listened to a little bit, um, they they they've totally stopped with the references to Kirk. I mean, the, I think they saw that that song and dance was getting old, and now it's just a straight up you know, four hour, six to 10 sports show, uh, with, with headlines sprinkled in. And that's honestly the best part of the show. Yeah. Dino's never coming back. Uh, meter might come in from time to time. I think he's, he's got brain damage. Oh, meter? <laughs> he, yeah. Dennis? He, he can't No, Well, both, but, uh, but, uh, meter, they were saying the other day that he can't even get the number right. He filled in, I think, was it with Bradford or with Alex Reamer? He filled in with somebody yeah. and, and he, and no, Tomasi, it was with Tomasi and he couldn't even get the phone number right. 
and he was like messing up all sorts of things. Like apparently, I don't know, but it could also be that Meter's now big timing them because he's got a national gig. Doesn't he have the national yeah. college football gig? So I don't see Meter coming back. And I don't. He's, to be honest, he, he was never that. I mean, he was fine on Dennis and Callahan, um, but there's a reason that. They when they asked him to take a pay, there's a reason they asked him to take a pay cut, you know, because he's he's not Kirk, uh, he's no. he's great, but he's he he doesn't really move the needle for me at least. No, nah, he doesn't have a lot of energy to me. Yeah, I don't know. I'm past that. Yep. Uh, here's one that makes me nervous. It's from Brian. Um, Brian always makes me nervous when he texts. Oh, Bri- that Brian uh, Rocoshio guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I never know what to make of him. Yeah. Will sports or politics and social commentary be the new format for Kirk's ravings? Two, if ratings start to tank, will he invite me on a second time? (laughs) And if he does, do I refuse again, citing scheduling conflicts? Three, more porn talk, please. There's no ratings in online radio. Yeah, that's that's the thing. I mean, there's they can track like streams, uh, but I don't think they're they're not going to look at ratings. Obviously, they're gonna have they're gonna know who is listening and from where and for how long, um, but also so the deal with this Brian guy. In case I mean, if anyone wants to know about this hyper like inside Twitter stuff, he apparently used to do. Didn't he do like a marijuana podcast or he did like some sort of local podcast or radio show politics I, show? I have no idea. He shut up on my feed one day and <laughs> I just had no idea. He was just coming out of left field with stuff. I'm like. <laughs> Who is this? He's a Minahan hater, which I like. I mean, I would like to have him on just to argue. I think it'd be fun to have somebody on here and get into like a real spirited debate and argument, even if it's just for like a segment. But he's mm-hmm. he's a known Minahan hater. Um, and I guess- Which means he loves Minahan. Right, yeah. But it could be because he, I mean, he, he comments on like everything I, I tweet out. But he, I, I guess Minahan snubbed him or he snubbed, uh, he didn't come on his show or something like that. I don't know. There's, there's some sort of behind the scenes issue that- where Kirk, Kirk, he claims like Kirk big timed him or something. I don't know. It's all sorts of drama. It's, it, but I mean, hey, he's. I'd like to have him on because I think that it'd be fun to fight with somebody and 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 have yeah. some debate. So welcome I on. Agree. As far as porn talk, I think didn't we didn't we we just talked about tentacle porn with uh with uh, the Dork Podcast, right? I think that's enough porn talk for the day. <laughs> I think we're good. Yeah, with go that. to Fenway Park. Steve's bathroom is right behind section ten, oh, and uh, you'll never think of things the same. Yeah, he blew out an egg white. Jesus. <laughs> Oh, my God. I was going to vomit when he said that. <laughs> oh, that's great. There's some things about me that I'm like just a prude. And like that's one of those. When he when he said that, I I think I blacked out at that point. Oh, my God. I loved it. I loved it. I just, I just love how it comes out so easily for him and, and reading. <laughs> yeah, to- <laughs> it just rolls off the tongue. No pun intended, right? It's just, just oh, God. Oh. I, had a, I had an old, I had a friend from Rhode Island who asked me, uh, so it was like Steve in your house, and I'm like, "Would you want Steve in your house?" I think it's a good point. Like, no, no, Steve was. Steve if he was, was in your house, distance. he'd be standing very far away from the microphone, which is actually ironically how it sounded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's called the, that's called the Colin Letty. That's oh, shots fired! Shots fired! Get the let yeah, out. I mean, <laughs> I mean that guy. The guy works in radio, and every single time he's on with Blind Mike, maybe it's a Blind Mike thing because Blind Mike's producer doesn't stand anywhere near a mic either. Mm, and on the top on the topic of Blind Mike, I'd say check out or, or keep an eye out for his next podcast. He may have a certain parody account on there that might be uh, making an appearance for an episode. So just oh, keep nice. an eye out for that. Keep an eye out for that for podcast number two with Blind Mike. All right. So my buddy Chris out in Wakefield wants to know why did you shit your pants? <laughs> Realize pitchers and catchers are soon 
and no radio voice for the socks or that dork podcast isn't out yet oh my god yeah so i tweeted out that i shit my pants at work today which was it was actually true i was sitting down i was like try, trying to avoid somebody i have a project that i'm working on i was just trying to get a second away because i've got unfortunately the guy that sits fucking in front of me just can't stop talking he's one of those like those they're, they're like the little gopher people that they always are popping their head up over the cubicle and they're looking over and saying hey did you see the game last night but i'm just like dude it's just pleasantries we're not actually talking about anything important and the other thing is he just loves to talk about his kids too and it's you know i mean i sound like an asshole but i'm really not that interested so i just wanted a second away i'm sitting in this back conference room minding my own business got my got my laptop over there and just had to just you know just just quick fart get one out and you know i ended up you know it was more of a shart andy shart and less of a fart mm-hmm. uh so i had to go into the bathroom throw away the underwear all that good stuff was free balling it the rest of the day it was a big fucking mess so nothing to do with the ei uh in terms you can tell your friend that but there, there's my shitting my pants story <laughs> for you we can edit that out right no i'm just kidding yeah i'm more annoyed by the fact that somebody at work was like bothering you because that's my big that's my big pet peeve. I just, I just don't like it when people come up when I've got a lot to do and just run their mouth about nothing. Oh, that's the thing. Like I, people, the the biggest fallacy with people on Facebook or within the, even in the workspace is the thought that other people are interested in their kids as much as they are. Because at the <laughs> right. end of the day, you love your kids because they're your kids, but your kids' karate match, unless they're fucking learning from Jackie Chan, is the least impressive thing to me about your yeah, kid. Yeah, I don't care if they are. <laughs> right? So, so, get, so let's get that clear. Uh, what else we got? Uh, Ned Snark. He's got a whole bunch of stuff. Ah, Why good is old the Harold, except for Howie, silent on this entire issue? Uh, what issue? He's talking about how, uh, how did Fred know in March that Kirk would be out by year end and what's the absolute latest start date on Kirk's show I think those all kind of go together oh. so I'm thinking that the, the issue here is Kirk and the activist I'm, I'm guessing that's what he's saying uh, I think well how did Toucher because Toucher talked about how uh, that he you'll said that by year end. you'll be out by year end which is a little bit uh, ominous right I mean did he know something because you gotta remember you know uh, my namesake the real Mark Hannon uh, came over um, from the sports hub and now is the uh, you know now basically runs the the day to day at WEEI. Maybe Hannon talked. Maybe Hannon expressed, which has been no secret to anybody that he's not just a fan. Contracts. So clearly the contracts are up. They just signed new contracts. Ah, right. Yeah, I'm sure that I'm sure that he's just you know just loving the fact he's sending he's sending them you know congratulation cards for their their new contracts. Um, but yeah, that that I would say that there's probably a good chance that that he knew something. You know, he's at the talkers convention after all, right? He's he's in the know. He talks to radio <laughs> people. We're on television. <laughs> oh my god. So Blobe, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. Yeah, what's it? Blobe, Blobe uh, Spot, Blobe, Blobe Spot at, at at Blobe Spot. Yeah, he's always got some interesting stuff. So he's got a. He's saying uh, the clips are long to listen to, combined with, but honestly, one of the creepiest, most uncomfortable segments in radio I've ever heard. How this doesn't come to light during the Me Too things is unreal. Uh, the Globe protects these guys. So he's talking about some really uncomfortable radio content that Fred Toucher had back when he was in Atlanta a long time ago. And I guess I just wasn't paying attention to Twitter today, but but 
You told me a little bit about this. What do you got yeah. with this? Yeah, I think his initial question was, he said, why do you guys think every time Chad Finn writes about Kirk, he brings up the Andrews stuff, but when he talks about Fred Toucher, he doesn't talk about Fred's creepy, sexually charged, rapey stunts where he preys on young past, on a young, passed-out girl. So I responded, because like obviously you read that and you're like, what the fuck? Like, what the hell are you talking about, bro? So I respond just saying, source, question mark. And he proceeds to send me a link, uh, six or seven links to a video on YouTube titled uh, Fred Toucher Drunk on 99X. Um, Hmm. So in my attempt to avoid working today, I spent the better part (laughs) of an hour uh, combing through... um, about you know the hours worth of of audio on there and i gotta tell you man it's it's pretty fucking bizarre now i want to make something clear from the get-go about this so um i'm not saying that fred did anything inappropriate in terms of you know assaulting somebody or touching anybody fred makes it clear in in the sound that he didn't touch the girl in question um I'm in, no, I'm in no way implying that, that, that somebody did or did anything into that way. Um, but here's what I will say. Um, the way that they joked about it, the way they intimated and, and hinted at certain things, and the discussion in general in the context of 2019 is, is at best problematic uh, and at worst like really fucking gross and, and disturbing. And, and, and I'm not one for PC bullshit either. I know that this, is, this sound came in 2006, by the way, or 2005, 2006, when he was in Atlanta doing radio. But it's still pretty alarming, and, and here's why. Because frauds like Finn, like ch- fucking guys that just are, are in the tank for, for the sports hub, We'll overlook stuff like this, but the first line of Kirk's obituary will be the, the fact that he called Aaron Andrews a gutless bitch, right? Mm-hmm. That's going to be the first line, right? He, he will never let Kirk live that down, but he won't even care. I guarantee you, you could, you could tweet this at him for, for, as, uh, for the, as, uh, as, uh, all day long, and he will never once respond or say a negative word. Um, so some of the highlights. There's seven videos. Guys, the only thing worth listening to is in uh, videos one through six. Nothing happened in video seven. So so there's some stuff ranging from uh, raiding women's bodies, which obviously in 2006, you had, you know, the man show and, you know, it was a much different climate. So whatever. Yeah, whatever. No big deal. And they're drinking in the studio on air. Again, nothing wrong with that. Who doesn't like a good drink once in a while? Though there are rumors, by the way, that Fred is a... uh, is a, a a torrid alcoholic or, or, or a drunk from what I uh, from from some of the stuff that I was reading on radiodiscussions.com people that were around in Atlanta and I love the internet man nothing disappears on the internet um, some people were I think he said I think he said on his show that he imbibed a little bit before his interview mm-hmm. at the sports or not the sports hub but uh when he was at bcn well that would make sense because somebody on this this radio discussions forum uh said they can honestly say they've they've rarely seen fred toucher out in public where he's not slobbering drunk so that was kind of mm-hmm. interesting anyway so so they start with some innocuous harmless stuff but uh then he starts and i'm doing a john dennis butt there but uh He's, they start asking women to send in pictures of themselves so they can rate them, and, and that's okay too. But they have this girl on there for this segment called Fred Finds a Friend or something stupid like that where they're bringing in random people and Fred's like got to make friends with them while drinking on the air. Um, and he's calling this one girl in a very 
pervy, predatory way, uh, baby girl. And it's just like really uncomfortable. He says like, you know, oh, I only call my wife baby girl. And he's calling this 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 girl in, in, uh, on their baby girl. Um, and, and some of the stuff that he says is he says something like, you know what else is unusually heavy? This young lady's left breast. Um, hmm. And then somebody else says, I think it might be a co-host or a producer, says that they can't wait until the girl passes out. And then Fred laughs and says, uh, you sound like every frat guy I know that's in jail. So again, you know, now we're on borderline risque stuff, cutting, it's edgy, cool. Again, I got no issues with, well, some of this stuff is a little bit, a little bit creepy, um, but nothing has really crossed the line yet. Then we get something 30 seconds into video four, and he says, um, the girl, uh, he says, uh, and I quote, the girl that was sitting next to me with her hand in my lap, uh, with her hand in my lap is now passed out on the couch snoring. The producer says, uh, I just spooned her and she had no idea I was there. And Fred jokes about having enough lawsuits on him already. So that that's a little concerning to me, right? I mean, uh, right off the bat, he's talking about some a, a girl who's there, who's attractive, as they're talking about her looks, who's unconscious and passed out. And I think I do have the sound. If you if you guys if you guys want to take a listen, if if, if we've got time, you got, you think we have time sure. to do that? Okay, let me we let me time. go ahead and find it. Okay. They're not your normal vodka orange juices. These were not made by a bartender concerned about the amount of money they were spending. These are actually poured by our intern Sebastian, who would tell you what was going on. The girl that was sitting next to me with her hand in my lap uh, is now passed out on the couch snoring. Yeah, really, I just spooned with her and she had no idea I was there. Yeah, and then another contestant asked if you could spoon with her and I'm like, dude, I got enough lawsuits on me right now. I don't need you doing that as well. But uh, there is a weekend happening. You know, Stern's always the, the gold standard for this because he had girls on, he had drunk girls. We get it, we had topless girls. I don't remember ever listening to a Stern show where they were touching passed out girls. And well, there there you go. And what's what's uh what's the biggest complaint from Toucher and Rich about Kirk? Oh, you're just trying to copy Stern. You're just trying to copy Stern. Well, why don't you do something original? And here we find Toucher clearly uh, how about the name right but how we find toucher clearly (laughs) clearly clearly copying stern okay well here's another clip here's another clip we'll just we'll just keep playing the clips here you guys can judge for yourself did she just vomit Mm -hmm. no but she was just rolled over look at the position we've all been there before jackie's passed out and it's almost like i just need to do something I don't usually drink. Like that. Sexy. I don't usually drink. I'm coffee not sure morning, if you heard that. Right but he said Jackie's <laughs> yeah. passed out, and it's almost like I just need to do something horribly bad. Okay, that's not funny. That's not funny at all. Making jokes about uh, about uh, essentially sexual assault when when you have mm-hmm. somebody unconscious. I'm sorry. You can call me a stick in the mud. You can call me PC police. Not fucking funny, in my opinion. Um, not sure what you think about that. I think it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, in that same video, and this is in clip four, guys, he says, oh, that girl is passed out in such a position that it's like so wrong. It looks like somebody wished upon a star. Okay, that's fucking, that's weird. Um, <laughs> now he goes, now she's passed out in the studio, ass up, mouth open. It's impossible to concentrate. A co-host says, I think it was Crash was his co-host at the time. Um, I think is I think he's like fired from, the, I think he no longer works there. He says, if I plead insanity, I'll be out in three to five years. I gotta hit that. 
Legit says that. You guys can go listen. It's at 4.55 in video four that I've tweeted out. You guys can listen to that. Um, so now she's so intoxicated that she's passed out in mm-hmm. the morning and passed out for that long. Yep. I mean, medical attention. Yeah. You could do that. Now, now here's what I will say. Fred, to his credit, after the guy says, I got to hit that. Fred, to his credit, did say no one will touch her. So he he clearly says that no one will touch her. So I appreciate that. But still, we're not talking about, again, we're not talking about somebody actually physically doing something. We're talking about the fact that, uh, that they're saying these things on the radio and they're making jokes about something that is super, super serious. And it's words, right? We're talking about words. We're not talking about action. Mm-hmm. And Kirk literally just called a reporter a gutless bitch because he didn't like the way she was reporting and he was being tongue in cheek. This guy is making jokes about touching girls when they're drunk and passed out, right? Let's let's weigh the two. But one got national attention. The other, you know, got, got uh, swept under the rug. Um Let's see some other stuff. Okay, um, here we go. I got, I got one. I got a couple more. I got one more. Ready for this one? Angel, I believe, but she left her friend, uh, Jackie, who has passed out on the couch in such a position that it's like, and I swear to God, no one's touched her. But like, we're gonna put the pictures on the internet. It's like, and she hasn't moved. She has not moved that position all. Her mouth is her wide mouth. open. She's gonna have her asses in the air. She's gonna have cotton mouth. Yeah, oh, she's gonna have huge cotton mouth. No so, question. not only are we talking about uh, making jokes about uh, you know fondling uh, unconscious drunk girls, we are also taking pictures of them while they're unconscious and posting them uh, to the internet. Again, you guys can judge for yourself. What I mean, what what are your thoughts on that, drunk Curtis? I mean, I guess they she could have signed sure. uh, a waiver beforehand, but. That becomes a dicey situation when you have somebody who is passed out. It's still just pervy, weird behavior that you know that if that happened in this culture in 2019, that that radio show would be fucking gone. It'd be wiped yep. from the planet. It could never happen. Again, some of this stuff, like you got girls come in, come in on, on Sibians in, uh, for Stern, and that's all great, but, but that's a totally different story. These are conscious, consenting adults, mm-hmm. not somebody who is unconscious and passed out and drunk and in a vulnerable position. They're not making fun of or exploiting somebody's situation. I got one last one, and I think it's the most disturbing. I got one last mm-hmm. one. And you have actually had to leave to be with your friends, and your replacement is passed out on the couch. <laughs> After you guys had made out and showed boobs all day, it was exciting. <laughs> this is what she does. This is what she's known for. She passes out. It's almost like a peacock presenting. Mm-hmm. It's like her ass is presenting. <laughs> like they want me to do something horrible to it. No. There's, no, there's there's not one guy in this room that doesn't have all kinds of thoughts going on in his head right <laughs> I now. I bet. All I right, bet. the pictures of her sleeping are now up at 98nx.com, but uh, Angel... Like, no, listen to that shit. Come on, people. And you're yeah, telling me in. that Kirk, Kirk's Aaron Andrews comment, or or you're Shirley Luong, you're telling me that, that, that Kirk is the one with sexist and racist and misogynist banter and behavior, and you've got fucking shit like that that's just sitting out there that anybody, some random guy on the internet can, can, can unearth? Like, give me a fucking break. The hypocrisy is just frankly disgusting. Yeah, but he's not ragging on the globe, and he doesn't have conservative political views, and he doesn't pick on the Red Sox. Yep. And it's also it's also the fact that 
Kirk goes after people that are sacred cows, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he'll, he, he could, he could question that somebody in the LGBT community, the, the, the LGBB for you, uh, Curtis, uh, he could question that maybe somebody, um, like the activist who, who is a family member that's part of that. He can question that maybe this guy is not a good guy. Maybe he's a bad actor, right? But that's a sacred cow. You can't do that. He can call out political corruption when it comes to Charlie Baker, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he can call out, uh, hypocrisy when it comes to the Boston Globe and the Red Sox and Congress. Conflicts of interest, and these things are things that uh, are sacred cows, especially in Boston, a parochial city, and people don't like that. But you got, you know, you got behavior from from guys like Toucher in that sound. When I mean, I couldn't tell you when I listened to that, my jaw dropped. And 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 obviously, you know, obviously, but no, Kirk Kirk called Aaron Andrews a bitch, and that's going to be the first head, the first uh, line of his obit. Is this worse than Opie and Anthony having? Two consenting adults having sex in St. Patrick's Cathedral. Well, yeah, because that's it's sacrilegious. You know, I get it. The religious folks are going to get up in arms about that. that, and we could argue religion all day long. I mean, whatever. But it still doesn't change the fact that you know they are they're two consenting adults, and and yeah, they shouldn't be doing that in a public space, and it's sacrilegious. But that's also it's edgy and it's funny, and, and nobody's actually getting taken advantage of except for unless people saw that and kids saw that, then that's that's bad if, if kids saw that or anything like that. But at the end of the day, I think they were trying to goof off and, and have a, have a you know be edgy and have a crazy time. This, in my opinion, draws a line when it comes to the the idea of consent being withdrawn and con- and somebody being unconscious, and and being exploited with pictures and and the fact that he would say she's like a peacock presenting, right? And her ass, it's like her ass is presenting, uh, like like they want me to do something horrible to it. To me, that's. That's horrifying. That crosses a line. Just yeah, in my, it's really in my uncomfortable. opinion. In my opinion. Now, you know, there's no place for it anymore. But I would even argue that even back then, I mean, obviously the climate was different. I was a lot younger in 2006. But you know, even still, I can tell you, as a, you know, like a 14 year old kid, I would love watching the the Man Show, right? Who wouldn't, right? But I feel like I would want to say that if I heard something like that on the radio, I'd still fe- feel creeped out. But again, who who can who can tell? Because you know, obviously, cultural climate does does matter. It changes changes a lot of things. But still, and the whole point of this, by the way, is not to send the mob Fred's way. It's just to illustrate a point that there seems to be a double standard here on certain things that you can talk about or you can question one person but not another. Yes. And and that to me is what, what obviously, you know, say what you want, do what you want, right? But if you fuck up, people have the right to talk about it. Right, and and you shouldn't be one of the one of the folks that are you know those chosen few that everybody looks out for that you're beyond reproach. Nobody's beyond reproach, and it seems like guys like Kirk get called out a lot and get flack a lot for stuff that you know other folks who could do much worse they get a pass for. And and, and that to me, I think that's the whole intention here is just to point out the fact that there's a little bit of hypocrisy when it comes to looking into the histories of people and sweeping some things under the rug for some folks where guys like Kirk are always the 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 object of scorn for people like uh like chad finn that's why we're here we're here because the media is not going to do its job and we have to point out some hypocrisy yep 
Anyway, that's all I got. That's my spiel for. I know we now we went like way long, but I just yeah, wanted so to get that a 30 out. Thirty minute show. Hey, I think the it's whole- I think it's good content. <laughs> I think people can. I, I want people to hear it and, and judge for themselves. Um, obviously, uh, again, I want to be super clear. I'm not accusing him of doing anything. We're not talking about action. We're talking about words, and words are the same thing that got Kirk fired. Right? That's what we're talking about here, guys. We're not talking about action. I don't want anyone going out there accusing Fred Toucher of doing something to somebody physically. We're talking about words. And words ultimately got Kirk removed from the air. And the words that he said are in no, you can point out other people that have said far worse that never get an ounce of criticism. That's really the only point here. Yeah, it's it's just the whole point there. Nobody nobody thinks Fred did anything. This is probably this is it's radio. And he was doing his best radio here. It just, it's uncomfortable. And the whole idea is if Kirk and Jerry did something similar to that, I mean, to hell, if Kirk and Dino, if if Jerry and Dino did something like that in 2006, it would be brought up over and over and over again. Oh, yeah. People hated them back then. They got in in fights all the time. And then them and Opie and Anthony would feud back then. Um, so yeah, it would definitely be be brought to light. Uh, this this just got overlooked, and and you know the the internet always remembers. Just you know, it's always there. Yep. Okay. All right. I'm good. Yeah, I'm good too. This was fun. Yeah, this was good. This was a. I guess everything's going to be different. Yeah, we'll be back next week. Hopefully, we next got week. some better voicemails. Um, <laughs> all right. Thanks, man. Yeah, I mean, come on, eight five seven two. Uh, Eight five seven two five six zero three five two. Zero three five two. Yep. Zero three five two. Leave a voicemail, dummies. Speak. Leave a voicemail. <laughs> yeah. Good weekend. All right. Good weekend, guys.